report to the mayor. He laughed loudly. Then Schmidt took the box and held it out to Lupe. Care for a cigar, he offered. His tone was taunting. Behind him, the men had suddenly gone silent. Several were smirking. Lupe looked at him coolly. No, thank you, she said. I don't smoke, but please don't let me stop you. Then Schmidt deliberately lit his cigar, inhaled deeply, and blew out a plume of smoke in Lupe's direction. One by one, the other men followed suit. The air in the southern police station quickly became a gray haze. Lupe had tried cigarettes when she was younger and hated them. Now the thick cigar smoke in the room was actually making her feel sick. Schmidt went back into his office, plopped down in his chair, and opened a large lunch bag. He was a big man with a big appetite. Unwrapping a huge sandwich, he wrapped his thick fingers around it and took a bite. The heavy smells of cheese, pickles, and salami drifted through Schmidt's door. Lupe felt nauseated. Don't look, she told herself. She didn't want to see any food right now. She looked. Schmidt was chewing a huge mouthful. A ragged piece of lettuce hung from his lips. Watery mustard dripped down his wrist. Lupe got up, feeling a little faint. She started walking toward the restroom. Then she ran. The men's laughter followed her. The next morning, Lupe woke up with a start. Her alarm clock hadn't gone off. The alarm, which woke her up by vibrating, wasn't under her pillow. She looked around and finally found it on the floor. When she looked at the time, she groaned. She'd be late. Lupe hurried into the squad room, hoping Schmidt wouldn't notice her and make some cutting remark. But Schmidt was across the room talking to several officers. She saw him say, Toya's back in San Francisco. She moved to a spot where she could watch him better. He's got a girlfriend who lives at 901 Folsom, fifth floor, Schmidt went on. What I'd like to do is put a bug in there, but getting in will be tricky. Toya's probably got lookouts on duty around the clock. I know that block, Lupe blurted out. Maybe I could read his lips from the building across the street. Sooner or later, he'd probably say something you'd be able to use on him. Schmidt gave her a blank look. The other men stared, surprised. Diego said, well, That could work. We wouldn't need a bug if she could read his lips. Lieutenant Schmidt was silent. Then he nodded slowly. It's worth a try, I guess, he said. If I can get permission from the mayor's office, you can take Lupe over there, Diego, and see if this idea will work. Lupe's heart hammered in her chest. What had she gotten herself into? Two hours later, Lupe and Diego were headed toward Folsom Street. She watched him as he drove. His hands, broad and strong-looking, rested lightly on the wheel. "'Who's this guy, Toya?' she asked. "'He's a thief,' Diego said. "'A really bold one. "'He'll rob a place in broad daylight. "'Specializes in big-ticket items. "'He knows what's valuable and who'll buy it.' A real bad guy, huh? Has he ever done time? asked Lupe. 
Not a single day, Diego said. Last year we caught two of his people. They wouldn't say a thing about him. They're really loyal or scared. He gave her a warm smile and said, Hey, I'm real sorry about that cigar deal yesterday. You look kind of green. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm okay, Lupe said. But I must admit that Schmidt drives me crazy sometimes. Diego laughed. He really resents anyone from the mayor's office telling him what to do. More like he doesn't want anyone telling him what to do, said Lupe. Diego laughed again. You've got that right, he said. Plus, you're a woman, and he's an old school guy. Maybe it was the warmth of his eyes that made Lupe give in to a sudden impulse. Are you seeing anyone? she blurted out. Uh, he stuttered, the back of his...